Come on, come all, come gather round. Come hear tales both lost and found. Grab yourself a drink with a splash of lime. It's David and Michael's story time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another exciting episode of Storytime. The one I referred to as the darkness, well that's David Miller. <laughs> and the light that blinds all things, well that's Michael Santel. To be fair, the light bringer was the devil, so that would be me, <laughs> so I feel that is accurate. I'm just upset David, that I'm never going to know who's starting the intro to the episode anymore, ever since you stole it a few weeks ago from me, and now, now it's the Wild West again, and that makes me upset. It's a real problem because today was just a stand-up, was just an eye-down. I David, Listen, I knew you were going to do it, and that's why I inhaled like I was going to start, but I knew you were going to do it. You flinch, David. You get two for flinching. Give me your arm because here come your punches. All right. David, it's time to pull back the curtain. The audience needs to know what's been going on. Okay, David? Sure. So we have done pre-production on watching more of the Animorphs episodes. As in, we got together with M and we watched more of the Animorphs episodes. Now, David did not want to record in person. He said he likes having, he likes the control of having the separate audio streams. It's true. He feels like he can do more with them. It's true. Secondly... We then tried to call M last week to call her. Now, I don't believe that Mercury and Mercury and retrograde has anything to do with this shit, but her internet it was, was awful. It was not going to work. We got together, I didn't want, we had a whole yeah. time set aside, we all were ready, and there was just too much of a delay that it would have been arguably the worst episode we'd ever made. Uh, I'm so happy we are talking behind her back. She's never going to hear this. It was garbage internet. We never even started the episode. We like didn't even get that far because we knew that it was not going to work. We hardwired her in and there was still a full three and a half Mississippis before she would answer. So Minimum. There were a couple times where it was like a solid 10 second wait. (laughs) It also doesn't help that I started doing sequences of three. I was just assuming she fell in the end, but nobody understood what I was doing. No, no. And so... We'll have some more wonderful Emberly in the future for you. (laughs) We're going to have to do it in person is what we decided. So all of my control and my wishes uh, go out the window. It's going to be a real slot fest, but it's less editing that you have to do. (sighs) Sort of. Yeah. Yes and no. <laughs> or what you're telling me is that we should record with M, but you and M in one room and me in the back room of the apartment? Honestly, that would be easier. <laughs> but that, I don't think, I, it'll be fine. It'll it'll be fine. Secondly, at the end of uh, either last episode or the episode before, yeah. I said that I wanted a robot woman to yes. come in and to do death counters, kind yes. of like some sort of futuristic rollerball or something you like also that. for some reason thought that that would be less work for me when it actually is just more work for me. <laughs> Well, one of you wonderfuls out in internet land, specifically Winry the Whale's Hark? That doesn't Whales. make any sense. Oh, it's Winry the Whale Shark Jesus over Christ. on Twitch.tv. I'm not good with reading, David. It's a real problem, so I, it's a simple mistake. So it's a, it's a wonder that you choose to straight up read me all of your stories. Yeah, it's, it is If very, only people knew how much editing goes into that. If only people knew. Uh she said a wonderful amount. We've got been given exclusive permission, David. For 10 years. Until, for 10 years. Until 2033, we've been given permission to use them. The longer the clip went on, the more I laughed. Yeah, like the, it's like good. The, 
it, it was fine. I give notes. I would like more robot-y. I want more robot-y, but like every uh, Hollywood studio exec, David loves it. No notes. I love it. No so, notes. So who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> I do. Said, I'm going to use them. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm the one with the power here. Well, I listen. I I I I, I allow you to have that power. Right here, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your permission to have that power. That being said, we're talking about notes. I am ready to take some notes. Yeah. Because, David, you have prepared another Animorph story for and us. And I finished the notes for this episode literally 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Wonderful. I love to... I, I I hate seeing you do last night's homework in class, but I'm glad you got your homework done. Yeah. David, what book are we on? We are on Animorphs, book 32. Can you believe it? No, I can't believe it. Yeah. Uh, book 32, it is... Well, before we get into it, uh, do you the remember sacrifice. what happened last time? The ho- uh, last time... Yes, we fought at the river. We fought at the lake. There was a big fight at the lake because of the, the dad situation. Yes, it was, uh, Grandpa it was, died. Uh-huh. Tom didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. We had a real Lake Placid finisher. And they and Marco's like smoked cigarettes in the woods like, I'll always be here for you. Yeah, and there was that, that kind of tension between Jake and Marco. Kind of for the first time where like Jake was too close to the situation and making bad calls. And Marco was like, listen, you need to step down. And there was a bit of a butting heads about it. I don't. Uh, you're absolutely right that Marco has has um, stood up in a new light. I well, wonder if that is a turning point for the character now because he's now taken on. Like he could be the storm of X Men Blue or Gold. Sure, team, you know what I, I mean. I, I think it was mostly relevant because literally the book before Marco had been through a very similar situation with his mom and all that deal, and but he was making the calls in that mission. Like, Marco didn't have to recuse himself from that situation, but Jake is a different person than Marco. Jake is not as, as Marco put it, ruthless as Marco is. So Jake couldn't be making the calls, and everyone recognized that, and it was a whole thing. Um, But we did get through that. Jake and Marco were fine. Tom is still alive. Their dad is still alive. Uh, Eric so. the Chi is still alive. <laughs> he wasn't even there. He wasn't even involved. I thought they had to call the Chi to help in the last book. Oh, you know what? You're right. They did call him to like trace a call by, by yeah, audio. Okay, yeah, okay. that was he did have a small part in that book. That's true. Yeah. Okay. I'm not high. I remember shit. <laughs> I'm right also now. not high right okay, now. Okay. So. Well, you had to do work stuff. Yeah. Uh, what is book thirty two called? Book thirty two is called the Separation. Oh, it's about twins, the separated. <laughs> well, it uh, well, uh, okay. It's interesting yeah, you say yeah, that. Yeah, uh, let me go so to let me go to my prediction. Here's the cover. Oh, they're going to separate her arms and grow more of her cuz she's a starfish. So the cover is Rachel turning into a starfish. What's in the middle of the starfish? Oh, it was the it was the bookmark bleeding. Okay, I was the, very yeah. confused. No, yeah, it's just a regular starfish, and there it is, just like in a tide pool. Looks like next Ooh, to next to the ring of power. It's an earring. Next to an earring. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, and that will be relevant uh, <laughs> in the story. But yeah, that's where we're at. It's, it's a Rachel book. It's called The Separation. And on the cover, you see her turning into a starfish. Predictions. Uh-huh. Uh, while at the beach, they're going to be eating some hot dogs. A bird is going to steal one of the hot dogs. They're all going to laugh about it. Um, 
uh, one of the kids will get complimented on how good their boogie board skills are. Uh, I think the separated is going to have to do with either an alien or a yerk. One is good, one is bad because they were separated at birth. Hmm. Or they like chop an alien in half and then like one part's bad but one part's good. Gotcha. Uh, we acquire, I know we acquire a new morph because I saw that starfish. You see the starfish, yep. And the earring is going to be another girl at the beach who was captured. And that's the evidence that they know they got to go after The one lead we've got. Uh Uh-huh. Conclusion, they put the two people back together. They're conflicted about it. And they go back on in space unmolested. Okay. Okay. Interesting predictions. (laughs) Are you wearing a shirt with a gorilla on it? No, I'm wearing a... It's it's an over-the-garden-wall shirt. So it's got a bunch of the characters and... A little bit of scenes from Over the Garden Wall, which is an amazing little story. If you haven't seen it, it was a Cartoon Network show from like the 20 teens. And uh, their human eyes look like gorilla eyes, but now oh, I see sure, what it sure, is. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's amazing. If you haven't seen Over the Garden Wall, I'm talking to you, audience, not you, Michael Santel. <laughs> well, you're pointing at me directly, go, so it's very aggressive. Go watch it. It's 10 episodes, but each episode is 11 minutes long, so you can literally just watch it like a movie. That's how I do oh, it. Oh, it's over. It's so good. It's, it's so, gonna be so over good. In an after- it's going to be over in an afternoon. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so here we go. Book 32, The Separation. Blue Sky do We can do. Whoa! All right. So we start off... Um, uh, you know, your normal intro, my name is Rachel, we're fighting Yerks, I'm a badass. It's those, a those Rachel are the book. It is a Rachel book. Um, we start off on a school... I've, I've Sorry, been... David, I, I, apo- I apologize, David, this is... <laughs> I'm recording a podcast, you're ruining the podcast. <laughs> you ru- you ruining the podcast, you, you have you to apologize to him? David. You're you're ruining the podcast. I have to talk. I have to talk to you later about seeing Guardians of the Galaxy three. Okay, I'm free this weekend. That would be lovely. Okay, great. I'll talk to you later. Bye. We're back. I apologize, everyone. So rude. So rude. <laughs> He's never getting invited to one of our D and D games again. Never again. That's Even not Even though He's he actually... was not one of the problematic. Yeah, people. no, that's true. He's, <laughs> He's actually going to be invited to the very next one. Uh, which... <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, he, let's start the book again. Oh, Blue's going to do we can do. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So we start so it off. it starts off probably like a regular Rachel book. Sure Hi, does. I can't tell you where I live. So I'm a badass. Atlanta. Right. Um, uh, we start off at a school field trip. To the beach? To the beach. David, what did you do at the beach? They sometimes make us, I feel like on... Educational days, you pick up trash, and on fun days, you just look at the trash and so talk here's, to girls. So here's what they're doing, is they're going to the tide pools. Cool. Yeah, yeah, you, you look at the oh. little critters that are, like, in the rocks. That rules out Atlanta. We're back to San Diego. If, there's, <laughs> if, if we're, if we're there near There could still enough. be tide pools in, in, uh, on the Georgian coastline. Oh, maybe. I don't know. That feels... Absolutely. That, 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 is not a, that is not a Pacific Coast unique... Quality having okay, tide pools. Okay, okay, I guess you know the tide know. exists on both oceans, right? I, I don't, I don't understand how the ocean works, so I cannot agree or disagree with your information. So they're they're on a field trip to study tide pools. Everyone, like like every field trip to the beach would be like this kind of field trip would be. There's like 
a teacher and a couple chaperones that are trying to kind of keep everyone together, yell out facts about tide pools while keeping order, some kind of order. But basically the kids are kind of milling around. Only a couple of them are like legitimately paying attention and trying to like learn about tide pools. The re- like a lot of the boys are jumping around on rocks and all the girls always, are milling around in like groups teachers, of three or four. The teachers you know? do that thing where they give you a worksheet where all the answers yeah. are going to be said so you have to pay attention. Yeah, yeah. So Rachel, um she kind of like drifts away from everyone. Cassie is also here at the field trip, but they're like not hanging out at this field trip particularly together because Cassie is like interested in the tide pool animals. She actually yeah. cares about <laughs> <Yeah>. animals. <laughs> so Rachel kind of drifts away from everyone and finds um, like a little tide pool kind of on this like outcropping under a cliff that looks a little deeper than the others. Like it kind of goes down into a rock, like a crack in the rock. And it's kind of cool. She looks down and she sees a starfish like clinging to the rock there. And she's like, oh, cool. Um, and as she's leaning over looking at it, she hears a little plop and she realizes her earring one of her earrings falls off of her ear and into the tide pool. And before she can try to grab it, it falls down into that crack. She's kind of turned into an anamorph to go down there and, and get it. And it is, it is a sp- important earring. It's an earring that her, her dad gave her a set of earrings some time ago. And it's just like a special sentimental gift. Um, so she acquires the starfish. She's like, well, that thing will be able to get down in there and, and, and grab it. Are starfish slow, though? Don't they move They're pretty very... slow. Yeah, okay, they're pretty okay. slow. Uh, so she looks around to see if anyone is watching, and there's this kid, Bailey, this guy, Bailey, who's in her class. Who, is he a weirdo? Is he the weird kid? Uh, he, he hits on her so junior high i have written junior high stupidly you know what i mean sure. he pushes uh, he pushes her face into the puddle and says I, I love you no not that that's that's elementary school stupidly okay. uh let's see looking good rachel what that leotard and all you're looking good i was wearing my morphing outfit it seemed okay for a trip around the rocks of course i look good i snapped i almost always do you have something to say i guess that threw him he shrugged Looking good, he repeated. Looking real good. I think we've been over that, I said. Now go away. Ugh, you are so stuck up. That's right, I am. Now you know the difference between good looks and a good personality. And then he leaves. <laughs> he's, he's, he's hitting on her so aggressively, yeah. he has no idea what to do. Well, and the like, moment she's, like, and the moment she's like, okay, and your point, he's like, ugh, you, you, like, you know, like, it's like a very, yeah. it's like, it's like a very <laughs> shitty, shitty thing. Uh, he's gonna so, listen to his Marilyn Manson in the car now in the bus. So he leaves to go off with you know other boys or whatever and go fuck around. Uh, and she kind of looks around and she sees a family with like two little kids, kind of like down the beach a ways, heading this direction, but like some ways away. She's like, oh, I've got, I should have time. Uh, so she morphs the starfish and immediately notices that the starfish is both blind and deaf and kind of smells but only a little bit and basically it just <laughs> sure. scuttles around hoping to accidentally run over food right like that's Yeah they have deal. those uh they have those um they have butthole those, mouths Yeah it like right in the middle of it right yeah, and then yeah. and then yeah so she she moves down the crack in the rock she kind of heads down that way until she feels like a small metallic object. And she's like, oh, that's the earring. So she like manages to like grab it with that butthole mouth. Yeah, that's starts, right. That's right. That's an official term. And starts dragging it back up the back up the rock. 
Um, and once she gets out of the crack, she um, starts to, she's about to demorph, but then suddenly feels like wham, like a, like a, some kind of impact and then realizes that she has been cut in half. The separation. Okay. So immediately she's like, fuck. And she demorphs because otherwise she'll probably die. And okay. she like, she starts to demorph and she kind of like peeks up over the rock as she's done demorphing and she sees that this family with these little kids, one of the little kids has like a little metal shovel or whatever. And she's like, well, that's the fucker that cut me in half. Right. And then she feels like a, like a murderous rage, like for this kid. She's like, I'm going to fucking kill that kid. She's going to get revenge for the starfish because now she is a ladyfish. <laughs> um, and then after she's like, I'm going to kill that kid. Then she thinks, no, wait, I need to kill Bailey. Bailey's the one that like delayed me with his stupid hitting on me. I'm going to fucking murder that kid. And straight up like yells out loud. I'll Bailey, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. I will murder you. But no one hears her over like the sound of the waves crashing and shit. <laughs> That's a very funny scene to like see her emotionally and then everyone else just hears like caw, caw, So then then that's like the end of the chapter. So then she, it's the next chapter and she's describing demorphing and the chapter itself gets very rambly like it keeps going off on like tangents of thought. Um David, did the other starfish turn into an, a real-life anamorph girl? And she's going on about how scary it was, how scary morphing is. She feels bad about being mean to Bailey, like, having had been so, like, rude and, like, whatever to Bailey. In this the is not Rachel. This is not the Rachel we know. She rejoins the group of students and remembers, oh, she has to go... She had made plans to go flying with Tobias after school today. Like, that's what she's doing after school. Um, and she also has a thought like, hey, is Bailey kind of cute, actually? Uh, and then another girl, she's kind of like staring off into space. And another girl asks if she's okay. Because she also, uh, Rachel was like shaking. Like like shaking from the, the I guess, emotion of this whole event. Um, so this other girl asks if she's okay. But then this other girl is like, Ugh, why even bother trying to be nice to you? Like, you're so stuck up or whatever to Rachel. And that devastates her. Like she Devastates is, her? Yeah, she's like, oh my God. God, I feel so bad that someone would feel that way about me. That makes me so sad. I want to cry. And then another girl, whose name I think was Elizabeth, compliments Rachel's sweater and, like, kind of brings up, like, oh, are you going to the mall? She's like, oh, I think I got it on sale or whatever. And the girl's like, oh, are you going to the mall after school? And then Rachel's like, ooh, going to the mall would be fun. I wonder if Cassie would want to go to the mall with me. Uh, she probably doesn't want to go, but she'll go. Like, But that. she's got to go flying with Tobias. So then that's the end of that chapter. Then the next chapter, Rachel is meeting up with Tobias after school. The real Rachel. And now her tone to us, it's like really aggressive. Yo, this chopped up starfish cut her personality in half. We got to meld them back together. <laughs> and she's going on and on about killing the Yurks. And she morphs into a bald eagle and how it's so much better than Tobias's hawk. And I bet if he could do it all over again, he would choose an eagle. And that's, all this kind of stuff. stuck up Rachel again. Um, uh, so as they're flying, just kind of flying, hanging out together, she sees a, uh, school of fish in the river and immediately, like, dive bombs, like, while, like, thrilled yelling, um, and she catches one and eats it, like, while it's still alive, even, and, like, wriggling, and Tobias is like, Rachel, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> you're right. why are you doing that? 
And then that's the end of that chapter. And then the next chapter, she Rachel is at the mall with Cassie. This is the other girl. Okay, go. <laughs> Cassie's bored, but that's like usual when they go shopping together. But then eventually, because Rachel starts kind of going off and like, oh my God, this is cute. And this would look cute on you too, actually. And so we should both get this outfit. But then we'd have to like plan to not wear it on the same day. So I could like call you to see if you're going to wear it. And you could blah, blah, blah. And Cassie's like, um, Rachel, are you doing okay? Like, what is going on? Like, that's not very, that's, you love shopping, but like, this seems a little girlier quote-unquote than you like normally would be yeah and it's also out of character since they started murdering aliens some (laughs) of this stuff has not been the most important stuff in their lives yeah um and so rachel accidentally brushes into this other girl like in the in the mall she's like walking somewhere and this girl is bigger than rachel and i have that to read to you get out of my way airhead she snapped cassie jumped forward and put her hand on my arm rachel let it go The girl guffawed. Yeah, Rachel, let it go. Get out of my way before I kick your skinny, preppy, mall-crawling, bubble-headed, blonde butt. Rachel, Cassie warned, let it go. You don't need to go postal over this. I felt the tears start. I bit my lip. Sorry, I said to the mean, mean girl. I turned and ran away. I buried my face in my hands and ran. What the? Cassie said. Uh, you too, farm girl, I heard the mean girl say to Cassie. I stopped running when I found a bench outside Baby Gap. I just, like, sat there, all collapsed, trying to get a hold of myself. Cassie came running up. She's my best friend, so I knew she'd talk to me and be nice and make me feel better. I looked up at her through blurry tears. She stood with hands on hips and a shocked expression on her face and looked down at me. Okay, she said. What have you done with Rachel? And then the next chapter, that's the end of the chapter, and then the next chapter is Rachel being like, ugh, I never realized how much I hated the mall until just now. Okay, okay, so listen, we're dealing, we're going back and forth between this. Okay, the kids are putting it together. The book doesn't tell you this is happening, but obviously this is what's happening. Wonderful, Uh, okie dokie. Yeah. Uh, She's like, I never realized how much I hate the mall. But then when she got home from flying with Tobias, she went to her room and she saw that all of her clothes were like so girly. And she's like, ugh, I need cooler clothes than this. So she goes to the mall to like be like, oh, I'll get something like leather or something. That'll be badass. Okay, so she doesn't mean girly. She means like edgy. Yeah. She like wants to she wants to be like the like the you know Jessica Jones cosplay, right? Like like (laughs) jeans, leather jacket. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like Uh, So she goes to the mall, but once she gets there, she's, like, she gets really confused. Like, she has trouble thinking about, like, like planning her trip through the mall. Like, oh, I'm going to go to this store to do this thing and check this store for this thing. Like, she starts trying to think about what she's going to do when she gets there, and her mind just, like, goes blank. She gets very confused. She's never been there. Um, she shoves, she shoves past a family with a two-year-old that's just learning to walk and is like a, a big dick to them. Like, <laughs> get out of my way, you dumb baby. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, excuse me, our, our kid's trying to learn to walk. And she's like, oh, well, if, if it does figure that out, then like that'll, I can't remember what she says, but basically like, you guys are so stupid. So th- it'll be a miracle if that baby even learns how to walk. Like, like that kind of bullshit. She's awful. Yeah. She sees Cassie. There, at the mall, outside the baby gap. But it's like, ugh, I don't want to talk to her right now. Sometimes she's a little too much. Like, she's so emotional. So she, like, cuts through a um, a home goods store to get away, to, like, not be seen by Cassie. What store would she cut through? Uh, it's a home goods store? I believe. It's, like, home goods, uh, kitchen supplies. Um, it's yeah. either, it's, okay, 
you're going with home goods, which means it's not a Ross, but it has that type of stuff. Is it a Bed Bath Beyond? It is a Williams Sonoma. Oh, that's too fancy of a store. I'm not a Williams Sonoma person. <laughs> that being said, I'll take a sip out of my tea. Is that a Williams Sonoma mug? It sure is. <laughs> yeah, Sierra, we got we got a present for Sierra's birthday of a pizza stove, which we returned immediately. Oh. And then we tried to get normal things. It's all too fucking expensive. You can't yeah. get anything in there. Yeah. I got one cup and some tea, and that okay, was $70. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> so she cuts through this William Sonoma, she sees, like, a display of knives, and is like, fuck yeah, I love knives. Fuck yeah, I love knives. <laughs> then, the bigger girl is in there. And oh, no, she's gonna cut a bitch. And fucks with Rachel. Oh, no. Who immediately then insults her, who is like, fuck off, you, you whatever, 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 right? Uh, and so then this bigger girl, like, kind of, like, comes at her, or, like, like is like, what the fuck you say to me? Like, that, I'll, I'll fucking cream you, like, that kind of thing. And Rachel, this Rachel, immediately, like, fucks her up. Like, Krav like, Maca? What does like, she do? Like, palm to the throat, <laughs> kicks her in the shin, and then throws her, like, shoves her up against the knife rack. Kia! <laughs> grabs like her sweatshirt without even realizing she did it has a knife in her hand <laughs> where did she get that john wick knife did she get it from, from the, the case from the display and and she like pins her sweatshirt to the counter with this knife uh <laughs> that's super hardcore no listen uh so um where is it where is it the 12-inch chef knife was in my hand. So easy. 12 to, inches! Jesus! So easy to plunge it into her heart. But you know, I kind of like this girl. She reminded me of me. I grabbed a, grabbed a handful of her sweatshirt. Thunk. I buried the chef's knife in her sweatshirt. The knife quivered on the wood counter. She was pinned. She was scared, too. I grabbed more sweatshirt and thunk. The boning knife went in. Thunk. The bread knife. Thunk. Seven-inch utility knife. Naturally, she was screaming during all of this. I grabbed the cleaver, held it high in the air like I was going to slam it down on her head. Then I laughed, pinched her cheek, and, and tugged back and forth uh, while she shook and quivered. I like you, I said. I really do. We could be friends. But watch who you pick fights with. And then walks away. And she's just like, 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 pinned like down pinned, with all the pinned knives. to a counter with a knife. Yeah, by her sweatshirt. Um, <clears throat> the next chapter... Uh, they're at a barn for a meeting with Eric the Chi. Okay, so wait. They're not just at a random barn. They're at the barn. The barn. Okay. Did I say a barn? They're at, uh, <laughs> you said the a barn. barn like there's a, like they have a B location. Yeah, well, maybe maybe the barns got separated and now there's a mean barn no, and a nice no, barn. <laughs> no, no, no. So the Rachel that we're hearing uh, is creeped out by the barn. She's like, I never really noticed how like creepy this barn is. And it's kind of dimly lit. And ooh, I'm scared. Um Everyone is there at the barn, all the Animorphs and such. Uh, they're waiting for Eric the Chi to arrive. And Cassie is like, okay, everyone, we have a problem. And it tells everyone at the mall how this girl fucked with Rachel. And everyone is like, well, oh, fuck. Like, what did Rachel do? <laughs> right? Like, you know. Rachel's already such a problem normally that they think she's going to fly off the handle. Uh, she cried, Cassie said. What? She cried and ran away and cried. Everyone stared at me. Oh, this is... Okay, they're referring to the other... Okay, yeah, okay. because Cassie didn't meet Mean Rachel yet. That's right. 
Everyone stared at me. Who cried? Marco demanded, looking confused. Rachel. Rachel cried? Marco asked. <laughs> you mean a little wetness, like maybe something was in her eye? No, I mean like boo-hoo, that girl was so mean, Cassie clarified. No, Marco said. Yes. No, no. The sun does not rise in the West. The Chicago Cubs don't win the World Series. <laughs> Scully never, ever believes Mulder. And Rachel does not cry. These are the things I know. Uh, Boo-hoo. You're jerking us around, Cassie, Marco said. I have proof, Cassie said. Okay, Jake said skeptically. Cassie looked at me. Rachel, tell me what you said to me about Marco on the way over here. What? What you said to me on the bus about Marco. Oh, you mean like he was funny? Oh my, Jake whispered. <laughs> Rachel, Cassie pressed. What do you think of Marco's looks? I shrugged. I smiled. He's like cute, all right. Marco sat down very suddenly on the hay-strewn floor. Jake looked pale. This is unusual, Axe said in thought speak. She's up-talking, Marco said, shaken. She said I was cute, and she smiled at me. Axe, Jake said, and shot the Andalite a look. Flap! Faster than the human eye could see, Axe's tail whipped forward over his head. The long scythe blade stopped a millimeter from my throat. Yerk, Marco said. Has to be. They've infested her. No, Cassie said. If she was a controller, she'd sound exactly like Rachel. This is something different. She was weird with me too, Tobias said, but in a different way. She was brutal, violent. In Eagle Morph, she killed and ate a fish. She ate it while it was still living. Axe kept the blade against my throat. I would have fainted, except that falling down could have been, like, fatal. So I kept, <laughs> so I kept my quivering knees as firm as I could, but nothing could stop the tears rolling down my cheeks. Look, Marco cried like he'd just spotted the Holy Grail sitting on top of the Golden Fleece. Tears! What on earth is... Jake started to say, but then the door of the barn bu burst open. All right, what's the mission? When do we start, and how many yurks do we get to kill today? I am hungry for some wild butt-kicking. Ha-ha! And it's the other Rachel. Now they now now is he gonna hold the blade to both of them? Which one do I kill? I don't know which one. So everyone stares. There's two Rachels, uh, and this chapter for the first time is labeled "Nice Rachel." Like who's, whose perspective we're seeing this from? You mean crybaby Rachel? The okay. Other, so the other Rachel is Mean Rachel, and Mean Rachel will refer to Nice Rachel as Wimpy Rachel. But yes, okay. uh, <laughs> uh, Mean Rachel starts getting aggressive, threatening Nice Rachel. And then Jake is like, hey, don't threaten anybody. And then it's like she forgets completely about nice Rachel and turns to Jake and is like, the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> and she plus like she's steps wearing up. Her, plus she's wearing that edgy jean jacket she yeah. got at the mall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's got, she's got a, a, a darker eye, eyeliner, right? To like show yeah, how yeah, edgy yeah, yeah. she is. So she like squares up to Jake and is like, you want to go? I'll fight you right now. Like kind of shit. Uh, but then that gets interrupted because Eric the Chi shows up. Um, and at first is like, uh, should I be concerned that there are two Rachels here? And they're like, yeah, we're, we're not sure. We're trying to figure it out. And so Eric has information about the mission that they were supposed to be meeting about. Right. Um, it turns out uh, that the Yurks are working on a potential anti-morphing ray. Ooh, that's a new piece would, of like, technology. Which revert someone in morph back out of their morph. Now, does it do anything, like, because they're going to shoot it at every bird and squirrel they see. Will it do anything to those animals? Currently still theoretical. Oh, okay, okay, so, okay. So, they, uh, it is, it is being researched at a place called the Byers Research Institute, which is a front that the Yerks have, but is essentially one of those, like, 
consumer agencies that are like, we tested like 20 of this model hair dryer and we sure. found these things about it. It only like, killed seven baby pandas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this lazy boy recliner has got, you know, we we reclined it and unreclined it a thousand times before it broke down, right? That kind of stuff. Right. Um, so the preliminary tests on the uh, anti-morphing ray are happening tonight. It's computer tests, like like a like simulation, to, not like actually using the thing, but mm-hmm. like first steps towards making it a practical experiment. Um, and so Eric is like, you should probably shut that shit down before those tests so that it discourages the Yerks from pushing forward on it. Right. Right? Um, so they're trying to figure out also what to do about the Rachels. <laughs> the two Rachels. <laughs> you have to tether them together. So they start going through what happened that day. Um, and there's actually a reference to another book series that I'm going to read out to you. Chronicles uh, of Narnia? Field trip, Cassie interrupted. What happened on the field trip? You were there, I said. Don't waste my time with stupid questions. This is mean, Rachel. I, I, <laughs> I was there, but not with you, Cassie said. I remember it was chilly, my idiot twin said. I had, like, goosebumps? Oh, I used to read those books, Marco said. Rachel had books in response to cold, Axe asked. And then Jake tries to get everybody to focus up. Real uh, fun, real fun yeah. back and forth there. Yeah. Uh, so they realize what happened when they get to the starfish part. Oh my god, you were cutting half as a starfish. Both halves demorphed to Rachel. Right. The wimpier part, uh, nice Rachel, waited a bit before demorphing, which is why mean Rachel didn't see her demorphing. Mm-hmm. Mean Rachel demorphed immediately. Nice Rachel, like, was too scared to do anything for a while. <laughs> so Jake decides, all right, well, the mission tonight goes forward. Because we have to do this. But both Rachels, you are benched. What? You can't bench me. I'm a murderer. Uh, I don't I, know. I want to support you guys. I literally have in my notes, mean Rachel does not like that. <laughs> she wants to get some blood on those fangs. Um, so both Rachels go home. Uh, mean Rachel sneaks into her room like morphing cockroach. Nice Rachel just goes in the front door as Rachel. Okay. Nice Rachel is like horrified by mean Rachel demorphing. Like, as she demorphs, like, she is, like, not even just, like, squicked out, like, ooh, that's gross. Like, like, terrified of the morphing process. It, Um, like, freaks her out. Freaks her the fuck out. Mean Rachel is, (laughs) my notes, oh, man, uh, uh, really insightful here. Mean Rachel is dot, 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 mean. Uh, (laughs) They're, like, they're, like, arguing with each other. Mean Rachel's, like, get the fuck off the bed. I get the bed. Like, that kind of shit. Um, there's a bit where her little sister Jordan, uh, like, is, like, outside the door of, like, Rachel, are you talking to yourself in there? And me and Rachel's like, yeah, so what? Shut the fuck up. Like, you know. <laughs> um, I'm telling Bob you said a bad word. Uh, nice Rachel describes me and Rachel as almost, like, vibrating with restlessness. Like, energy and restlessness and sort of, like, suppressed, like, pacing back and forth. Like a tiger trapped in a cage. Um, and there's a moment where nice Rachel mentions, oh, the others must be just starting the mission right about now. And mean Rachel's like, that's it. I'm going on the mission. Fuck what Jake says. And morphs bird and le- I think owl and leaves. Nice Rachel freaks out after that happens and is like, what do I do? What do I do? I don't know what to do. I know. I'll call dad. And so she decides to call dad. Um, uh, she thinks to call her dad, but then like, 
when com- when she's like going to call her dad, she like she gets confused, kind of in the same way that Rachel got confused at the mall earlier. Right. And like has trouble focusing and kind of forgets for a second that she was going to call dad, but then she remembers like, "Oh, call dad." And she thinks to write down this time, "Call dad." <laughs> um and then she dials the phone. Then we they're go like, They're like each half of a brain. Like they like there's like one is creative or something and one person's logical so she doesn't remember like logical things they're both hemispheres of a brain uh your the audience cannot see but i am looking with a very smug look on my face as you he said looks that. like a proud father until he said he was <laughs> smug he looked like a proud father uh so mean rachel as an owl is flying to the uh buyer's research institute and while flying she starts to get confused again as she starts to think about what am i going to do when i get there Right, because that's more like her brain gets all foggy when she starts thinking about that. And she's like, fuck it, I'm just going to get there and deal with it. Before she gets there, she sees a cat in a yard below. That's the other Rachel. And is like, ooh, this will be a good warm up for the killing I'm about to go do. And straight up starts to like dive at this cat to kill it. Um, The cat jumps out of the way at the last second because mean Rachel did not. I don't know, notice, piece together, think about that the cat was like stalking a mouse. And so while the cat's back was to Rachel, the mouse was facing where Rachel was coming from. So the mouse reacts to Rachel, which makes the cat look and react to Rachel. And so Rachel misses the cat. Um, And she gets so livid, so fucking mad that she literally seizes up and like falls to the ground and as an owl is like on her back like flailing wildly and screaming at no one now the people at home don't know this yet but we've seen this be made into real life and what this looks like is a stuffed animal bird that just falls out of a tree <laughs> to clarify we have not seen this book as an episode on TV but in I'm the upcoming one we're you. talking about there is moments where Tobias is like knocked out and there is a prop bird that it's is awful. so it's, fucking it's terrible. It's so awful. It looks <laughs> awful. I All I'm going to say is the moment the moment in the show that we will talk about, I'm sure, that Marco like football catches the knocked out Tobias <laughs> yeah. is so funny. <laughs> so she's screaming. It has like a, an ultimate tantrum, right, on the ground. It finally sort of ebbs away and she flies back. She gets back in the air and flies off to BRI um, being like, well... Still got to go. I got to go kill something, right? Right. Yeah. So she is floating above the building. She gets there. She's trying to see what's up, figures everyone's already inside, doesn't quite know what to do or how to get in. And then she hears an alarm start ringing out. And she's like, oh, okay. They do need help. Ha, I knew they'd need me. And she starts trying to find a way in. She sees the truck bay of like where trucks would come in and like drop off shit, like deliveries and stuff. Um, But it's closed. But she does see a big truck um, one of those car carriers with like all the cars like on the thing in the back. Perfect for action sequences. With a faint light in the cab of the truck and like out parked outside. And she figures, oh, maybe the truck like arrived too late to drop off the shit or whatever. Um, and so the driver is probably like sleeping inside the cab of the truck. Um, so <laughs> she lands, she demorphs, she morphs Grizzly Bear, and she busts open the door of this truck, pulls the guy out of the truck. (laughs) My notes say, fucking gets in the driver's seat (laughs) and rams the truck as a bear this whole time, still a grizzly bear, down the ramp into the concrete like 
thing, um, and a, there's a steel door down there, and a car flies off the truck from the sudden stop and rams into the steel door and busts open the steel door. Now her friends can get out. Uh... A she grabs like the the thing of keys like hanging in the truck with her bare mouth, um, uh, and sees that a second car has also fallen off of the truck, but is right side up, and it is a Mercedes convertible. Ooh, classy! Uh, and she is like cool. Uh, and I wrote a little happy face next to that. Happy face, cool. Uh, That's what you want. You just want it to be yeah. cool. And then we cut back to nice Rachel, who is calling dad calling her father, um, who is out of town, right? He's a reporter, uh, lives in another city that is right. away, right? We had that whole episode where he moved away. Um, she is almost immediately confused. Like, she cannot focus on the conversation. She sounds kind of stoned out of her mind. Because every yeah, just... little thing makes her go off on a tangent and is, like, super confusing. The dad is, like, way confused, Starts starts accusing her of being drunk. He does. He, he's like he's like, honey, are you on drugs? And she's like, well, I took a couple Motrin earlier for a headache, but no, like that's not what, honey, that's and, not and, what drugs. And do. he is like, oh, thank God. Like as a reporter, he's like, I just did this big three part segment on teens and drug use, and I was, oh man, oh my God. And so, but she's like, no, no, no. Where uh, are you getting your child heroin? Where are your dealers? Uh, they have a very scattered conversation, and she eventually convinces him to fly in tomorrow. She has, like, something very important she needs to tell him, but can't tell him over the phone. Daddy, you need to come here. I need to, like, oh, my God. Uh, she's, like, almost in tears, like, sounding a mess of herself on the phone. And so the dad is like, okay, like, I have this other flight tomorrow, but I can, like, catch a connecting flight through that city to, like, see you if you need to see me, right? And she wants to t – she, like, hangs up, and she decides she wants to tell him – Everything. Oh my god, I can't keep all of this secret. I'm an anamorphic. There's an aliens. I gotta tell Dad you. Dad always makes me feel better. Like that kind of thing. Um, he thinks that she sounds high and desperate, so she agrees. <laughs> and then as uh, she then hears, she hears the phone ring of the house, and she hears her mom in the kitchen pick it up and be like, "No, she's not on drugs. I would know." <laughs> like that kind sure. of thing. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Dad might. Of course, Dad would immediately call and be like, mom. "Do you notice? Do you notice something weird going on?" Uh, so then we cut back to R Mean Rachel, and Mean Rachel uh, can't figure out the right key for this Mercedes, but does figure out that a bear's claw will jam into the ignition <laughs> just fine, and she basically, like, hotwires this car with her bear claw, and now is a bear driving a Mercedes convertible in this facility. All my friends I do the low rider. <laughs> <laughs> she drives through this testing facility. Um, there's a bunch of product tests going on. Hair dryers, the recliners, all that. Uh, pants uh, even, being like stretched and stuff. Uh, even though this is like midnight, it's all st The factory is still going. All uh -huh. of these things are going on right uh -huh, now. Uh-huh. Um, the original alarm that she had heard eventually There's stopped. a bed. There's a bed with a glass of wine and a bowling ball just keeps hitting yeah, it, yeah. but the wine doesn't fall over. Yeah. Um, so, so the original alarm that she had heard that initially made her like bust in here like this stops and a new different alarm starts. <clears throat> like a uh, bit, like a safe alarm or something like, like the that? the first one, and I'll, this will be, uh, I guess, a slight, like we'll find out in a minute, but the first one would sound kind of like a fire alarm and this second alarm sounds kind of like a alert, we're under attack alarm. Oh, okay. Okay. Alert, we're under attack. Okay. The first one was a fire alarm. I thought the second one would be like an intruder alarm. Like, well, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, 
she is driving like through these hallways and she sees a group of hork bajir like run across her path. <laughs> of course. And immediately is like, oh, they're probably running off to fight the Animorphs. Uh, so she hits a few with the car. Yeah, of course she does. Yeah. Uh, she blasts through the group of hork bajir and manages manages to see a group of different controllers, like humans and hork and a couple taxons, all kind of crowding around, going one direction. Um, she does she a then, 360 drift into all of them and no, knocks she, them over she like hears, She hears a tiger roar and is like, ah, I have found them. Perhaps as many as 15 hork four humans, three taxons, versus a tiger, a gorilla, a wolf, a young Andalite warrior, and a hork that had to be Tobias. And a Mercedes-Benz! Well, not yet. She's still not in, the, <laughs> okay. in this fight, right? I was fiercely glad for Tobias. He'd managed to get into a seriously dangerous morph in time for battle. It was the scene of perfect beauty. Blood slicked the concrete. Taxon guts lay in steaming piles. There were bellows of, and cries of pain. Battle, desperate and deadly. I almost cried at the sheer loveliness of it. And then I plowed in. She's like a war boy. She's like, what a lovely day! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just enjoying all the carnage and chaos she's caused. <clears throat> so then it cuts to afterwards. Back at home. Both Rachels back at home. Okay. One with blood all over her face. The other with mouse guts. Mean Rachel is pissed. That Jake got mad at her. Oh, for coming. For coming. For showing up. And, and as we'll see, fucking everything up. Sure, sure, okay. She had fucked everything up. The first alarm was a fire alarm that the Animorphs had purposely set off to draw people away from where they were sneaking in. Yep, that's a classic plan. But then as soon as Rachel busts in the door, the Yerks were like, oh, we must be under attack, and discovered them. Okay. Right? Uh, so she says something about how Jake has to go and then falls asleep and nice Rachel and nice Rachel is like, fuck, she's going to kill me. Like, (laughs) you know, like she's going to straight up murder me if she has to, or even thinks to maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, so nice Rachel goes, is the one who goes to school the next day. (laughs) What do I need school for? School's for losers. Well, I'm going to go to English now. Right. Actually, yes. Uh, so Cassie comes up to her and is like, hey, there's a meeting after school, um, and makes a joke of like, or we could go shopping, uh, and, and nice Rachel is like, ooh, I would love to go shopping. Oh, but everyone's expecting us at the meeting, right? Like we're, we're supposed to go to the meeting, right? And Cassie's kind of like, hmm, and kind of goes off to class. Uh, and then Marco comes up to nice Rachel and is like, hey, let's go to class because they have like the next class together uh, and talks to her a little bit about mean Rachel. Um, and he's kind of clearly like it's she kind of notices like it's obvious kind of that he's sort of testing her mm-hmm. and like feeling her out and kind of seeing what's going on uh, and and uh, says something along the lines of like, I bet you wish you had someone you could talk to about it. And she's kind of like, yeah, but blah, 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 and kind of opens up a little bit about me and Rachel, but then immediately is like, oh, if he's testing me, maybe I shouldn't talk about that. Like, I don't understand, right. you know. And then she starts to get, like, super anxious in her, in her head about the rest of the group, like, what they think of her and stuff like that. Uh, mean Rachel gets to the barn for the meeting after school early um, and decides to spy it out and morphs a fly. Just to see what's going on. Yeah, to be like, oh, I wonder what they'll say if they don't know I'm here kind of thing. Um, so Eric and the others show up um, 
the raid last night failed, obviously. Mm. Uh, and now the Yurks are going to move the anti-morphing ray, but he doesn't know where to. Uh, and I wrote in my notes, they're going to Italian job it. There's going to be three trucks, sure, three, sure. three separate routes. Only one truck has g- going to have the ray in it, right? They got to go to each truck. And the ray looks like the shrinking gun from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I imagine it does, yes. Okay. Uh, um, Eric mentions, just as a side note for like Eric's character, because you know he's the Chi and he's like super dangerous, or at least he would be if he didn't have that programming that stopped him from being violent, right? Right, which I picture just stops him. He's like, I can do it. No, I can't. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Eric mentions being jealous of Rachel. He's like, oh, she did it. She managed to, like, separate those parts of her. I wish I could do that. I wish I could be a me that helps you in combat, but also the me that is me that doesn't want to fight. Right? Right. Oh, I'm so jealous. Um, and that's just a character thing about Eric. I thought that was interesting. Um, Tobias basically asks the group, okay, what are we doing about the Rachels? Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> this cannot continue. And and uh, says that Axe, he's been talking to Axe about it, and Axe thinks that there may be a way to get her back together. Uh, he knows there's some, some space technology. Well, we, uh, he says, We would require enormous amounts of power, Axe said, and the two Rachels would have to agree. And there would be a definite possibility that both halves of Rachel would die in the process. Oh, jeez. Unacceptable, Cassie snapped. What is acceptable, Marco asked. The present arrangement? A pathetic whiner who's made up of all the fear and self-doubt and indecisiveness and airheadedness that hide way down inside of Rachel? Or the psychotic killer, the rage machine that Rachel has managed to keep under control for so long? Uh, Psychotic? Was Marco saying I was crazy? This is mean Rachel describing it. Crazy? Why? For wanting to annihilate my enemies? For standing up to myself? For taking no bull? He was going to regret saying that. That's not all there is to it, Cassie said. I think the split goes beyond that. I don't think mean Rachel is capable of long-term thinking. Nice Rachel is, but she's not capable of short-term focus. Rachel is bust- Rachel busted in last night with no idea what to do. No plan. She was just reacting. But nice Rachel laid out a shopping trip yesterday that was like a general planning an invasion. Marco said strategy and tactics, long-term, short-term. We can't use either of the Rachels we have, Jake said. Um... So then, Mean Rachel is like, fuck this, and starts demorphing in the room. (laughs) Okay, just presents herself to everybody. Remember, no long-term planning. Only impulse decision. Right. Um, So starts demorphing uh, immediately and, like, yelling at and threatening the others. Nice Rachel arrives in time to see a part-fly, part-human Rachel, like, having, like, holding Marco from behind, trying to strangle him. Axe is trying to, like... Get at her, but, you know, he's body blocked by Marco. Sure. Uh, And she starts screaming. The way that she's trying to suffocate Marco is she has her, she's like mostly human, but still part fly. So she still has the fly's mouth, like the proboscis. The tongue? The big, like, tubey thing. Yeah. And she has it covering Marco's nose and mouth so that he can't breathe. Just so he just suffocates and falls down. A horrifying image. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Nice Rachel cannot stop screaming. Um, Axe can't get to mean Rachel. There is a small scuffle. Uh, Marco, like, manages to punch Rachel a bit. The, the, the proboscis starts to keep morphing away so he can, like, breathe again. Um, Mean Rachel manages to get a hold of Tobias, who kind of, like, dives at her, and Mean Rachel, like, 
catches him and is holding Hawk Tobias like in her hands and basically threatens to kill him if anyone comes any closer. And then is basically like mutinying. Like, I'm in charge now. I'm sure. gonna be the leader. And Marcos is slowly fading, correct? His eyes are rolling back in no, his No, no, no. Marco got away from it. Okay. Like, this is, this is, uh, yeah, so in the scuffle, then now Rachel has Tobias and is threatening Tobias. And Jake is kind of like, you know, hands up, like, okay, whatever you say, like, no problem, and kind of slowly moving towards her, and like, alright, it's all fine, it's all fine. And then at whatever, you know, the right moment, Jake straight up sucker punches Rachel in the face. Bam! Knocks her out? No, but in that confusion tobias manages to get free and then axe gets his tail blade to her throat while cassie and marco each grab an arm and they're like holding on to rachel and holding her down like the justice league taking down uh superman just everyone's gotta hold one of the limbs yeah uh so she and then she has like another crazy ass tantrum she fell to the floor writhing spit flying as she screamed curses and threats which soon were nothing but incoherent roars of rage cassie jake and axe held her down to protect themselves and to protect this mad rabid beast from injuring herself i was crying face in my hands crying she's not me she's not me i wailed she was never in me but i knew the truth my memories were all intact i knew that this rachel this tortured wild vicious thing had been a part of me she had made me brave she had made me strong poor sick twisted thing she had made me me Mm. so eventually it kind of calms down (laughs) and they let mean rachel go home they they want they they put a dog chain on her and walk her home. As she does, she tries to plan ahead, but literally cannot. Every time yeah. she tries to think ahead, she like gets that foggy brain and understands that nice Rachel has that part of her. So she's pacing uh, in her room at home, furious at nice Rachel for having the ability to plan, not knowing what to do, thinking that they're all out together, and finds a note written by nice Rachel with dad's flight info and arrival time and gate. She's going to go see dad. She's going to spill the beans. Mean Rachel's got to get there to stop her. Immediately morphs and flies to the airport. Uh, Nice Rachel waiting in the airport restaurant for dad, because this is back when you could like wait right outside the gates of airports. Oh, sure. Pre pre nine 11 airports. Now you have Uh, to buy a ticket. You got to do lots of sneaky (laughs) stuff. Uh, and she is waiting for Dad to tell him everything about the Animorphs and the Yurks and everything. She's got a nagging feeling of owing the others something. Like, at the very least, she needs to make sure that Dad isn't a controller because she owes the rest of the Animorphs at least that. Right? Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, she tries, when Dad gets there, she tries to subtly confirm that he's not a controller, but it's a very confusing and dumb conversation that he has no idea what is going on in. He just assumes Um, that she's on drugs. And he's very concerned, very confused. Then nice Rachel sees mean Rachel, like, looks past dad and sees mean Rachel, like, a ways away, not in his field of view, like, staring daggers at her, right? Yeah. Uh, And so then she starts to panic, freaks out, and excuses herself to the restroom. So then mean Rachel walks over and sits down at the table with dad. And And a cool jean jacket. And is such an asshole to him. <laughs> what do you even do and back to in the, this town? And to the staff of this restaurant is also Ugh. an asshole to them. And he's uh, like, I didn't raise you like this. Even exactly. though I'm not present in your life, I yeah. didn't raise he, you And like he does. This. He's like, look, I know I've been gone a lot and, the, you know, that's hard. But, whoa, you can't talk to them like that. You need to calm down. Like, at some point, he, he like, grabs her arm to, like, calm her down. And she says to us, like, my eyes flash to the silverware on the table. 
like like, like would Jason I just Bourne. grab a knife and right, stab like, my yeah. dad, right? Um, so dad gets starts getting exasperated. He has a connecting flight he's got to catch soon, right? Right. Mean Rachel sees nice Rachel slowly trying to like edge her way into his field of vision. Like, on, like, this long, circuitous arc. And, like, very slowly, like, like you know. Um, and so, she, to distract him, she tries to start a food fight, picking up her croissant and throwing it at another table. They do not join in. Yeah, they go, what the fuck? Why'd you throw a croissant at <laughs> and me? And Dad grabs her arm and, like, drags her out of the restaurant. We kind of then just cut to, like, he then leaves. He's like, sure. whatever is going on, I've got to go. Like, and so he gets on his plane and leaves. And mean Rachel, like, basically to nice Rachel is like, fuck you, I, I beat you. Like, you know, <laughs> like, um, nice Rachel goes to Cassie's barn um, because she's like, I needed to talk to somebody and I couldn't talk to dad and I can't talk to Rachel. I got to talk to Cassie. Um, the, there is the mission with the trucks is tonight. So everyone eventually will also be showing up at the barn here. <laughs> Once everyone gets there, they're trying to figure out what to do. Jake rubbed his head like his hair was annoying him. Rachel, look, we need you. We do, Tobias wondered. And mean Rachel, I assume you're here in some morph spying on us, so you can hear this too, he said. Look, we have this convoy thing. Three trucks, three directions. If we eliminate both Rachels, that leaves us with five people for three trucks, meaning that someone is on their own, and I don't like that. Everyone needs backup. I would not require backup, Axe said. He had morphed back to Andalite. I had looked away. Even you need someone to give you some cover, Axe, Jake said. I'm sorry, but this has trap written all over it, and if the Yerks are being this careful, it's because they're worried, which means they could be waiting for us. We need six people minimum. So they tell nice Rachel she is the one who has to go on the mission. And right. she really does not want to. She's like like almost paralyzed with fear and even thinking about going on this mission. Mean Rachel starts demorphing in the room because she was indeed in there again trying to spy. <laughs> ready with her knives at the knives at the ready. As she's demorphing, Jake morphs Tiger, Marco morphs Gorilla, and Axe's Andalite form. And so they're, like, basically, like, ready for her by the time she's human again. Sure. And she, in full impulsive rage, like, tries to barehand fight Jake the Tiger. Okay, so she's, like, in human form, correct? In human form. All right, so she's karate not, chopping. Not, not bare hands. Bare sure, sure, hands. sure. Okay, great. But it's not <laughs> affecting that tiger. No, so Jake literally just waits. He, like, basically ignores her while she's, like, trying to hit him with, you know, and, and he's just, like, fuck, until she tires herself out. And then Jake, and basically Jake is, like, you just tried to attack a tiger with your bare hands. That's why you're not going. Right. Right. And she's like, fuck that. And then Axe knocks her out. Axe <laughs> <laughs> knows how to do it. You know, flat of the blade to the dome. Right. Uh, uh, and they can't really tie her up. They're like, well, we can't tie her up. If she wakes up, she'll just morph small and get out of the ropes. Like, that's not a problem. Um, so they're just like, well, we just got to hope that she doesn't wake up in time to come fuck things up. Right. Cass, uh, uh, Jake appeals to nice Rachel's sense of duty on going on the mission. Like you have to, like you, you, it's your duty to like do this. And for whatever reason in nice Rachel's mind, that kind of resonates 
she's like, oh, I'm so afraid to go. But for whatever reason, that word like meant something to me. And Cassie was apparently the one who had thought of appealing to nice Rachel's sense of duty. It was Cassie's thought. Um, The plan is Axe and Cassie will follow one truck. Marco and Tobias will follow the other. And Jake and nice Rachel will follow the third. All right, so Jake is taking the L on this. He'll take yeah, the pressure. he's the one who's take... got the extra pressure. Yeah. Right. Um, so they assemble in the air over BRI. Um, the Chi will cover them at their homes as them. And Marco makes a joke of like, man, I hate it when they do that. The, the Chi who replaces me always cleans my room and then I can never find anything. <laughs> <laughs> so they morph owls. Rachel has to like, nice Rachel has to like shut her eyes while she morphs just to get through it. She like is like, barely able to morph through it because she's so terrified of the morphing process. Right. And even flying as an owl is scared because she's so high up. Right? And there's a moment where she says, a little bit of reflection, uh, I wondered about the others, my friends. If they had been split like this, what would they have become? Did Jake have a mean Jake in him? Oh, yes. Definitely. An axe. Neither of them might be as wild or out of control, but they had that same core of darkness. Cassie? No. Or at least a split-screen Cassie would be this huge portion of nice and this tiny bit of rotten. As for Tobias, he flew, still still his own hawk self, a little above and a little apart from all of us. If you split Tobias into halves, you'd have what you already have, a hawk and a boy. Mm. Uh, um, so they arrive eventually at BRI and are like... Kind of above. And the plan is, like, they, in shifts of half hours, will demorph and remorph so that at any given time, they don't really have the time crunch, right? So while they sure. wait for the trucks to leave, eventually the doors open and the trucks start rolling out. Um, uh, and they split up to follow and land on them. Uh, they land on the truck, and Rachel is, like, barely holding on with her, like, owl talons. And Jake is like, you have to demorph. Like, you have to demorph. And she, like, barely manages to demorph to human because it's such, like, an excruciatingly terrifying process. But it's it already help. scary, but now it's yeah. even more scary. But it does help her grip on a little more. But then Jake is like, okay, but now you need to morph cockroach because we're coming up to a tunnel and it is too small. Like, you'll get fucked up. So okay. go cockroach. She eventually manages to do it, almost paralyzed with fear. She even, like, tries to call back to, like, she has all her mem- memories from before the split. So, like, she remembers morphing a bazillion times. But trying to think of that doesn't still doesn't help her with, like, this terror. But th- this sense of duty sort of does get her through it. So eventually she feels the truck slowing down and then there's a distinct smell of like gas. And before Jake could even get the words demorph out, they are knocked out. Uh, in, the, the, in the morph of the cockroaches? In roach morph, yes. Okay. Uh, and so they wake up and she wakes up. She's in a box. She like scurries and hits a wall, scurries the other way, hits a wall. She realizes she's in a box and she starts to panic. Jake is also there, but not in the same box. Like he's also in a box in this room with many boxes i guess and they figure out or at least mostly jake figures out uh well actually not yet because then we switch chapters uh so mean rachel wakes up in the barn and is furious that they knocked her out and excluded her so she morphs owl and flies off hoping to get lucky that like oh maybe it hasn't been too long and i can like catch up with them wants to go Um, murder some hork bajir she does spot a truck with what can only be described as a cockroach or a girl turning into a cockroach on top of it. That's so the she, one she's got to go to. So she follows that truck, sees it go like down a ramp and uh, to this like foundry, like a like a steel foundry, and it like goes into a doorway. So she flies into the doorway with it. 
Cut back to nice Rachel. Jake is trying to calm her down and points out that it looks like there are multiple boxes with bugs in them and figures that the Yerks don't know actually that they've caught quote-unquote Andalites. They just probably took all of the bugs that they managed to like knock out from this truck and put them all in boxes and are trying to like mind game them basically being like we'll keep you trapped here until you're sure. stuck but they don't know if they just have a room full of regular bugs yeah right? they're yelling like, at a bunch of daddy long legs right now there are a bunch of hork bajir walking around the room kind of like checking the boxes looking at them and nice rachel cannot contain her fear despite what jake says and calls out in thought speak for help Oh, no. Yeah. And then shit starts going crazy. She feels the box get, like, picked up. She feels it, like, flying across the room. She feels the box get, like, cut open, and she falls to the floor. Uh, Meanwhile, Mean Rachel uh, had morphed Hork-Bajir. When she got inside, she saw a bunch of Hork-Bajir walking around. So she morphs Hork-Bajir and kind of marches along with them and finds herself in a room with a bunch of boxes and bugs and three other Hork-Bajir. So she straight up just walks up to one of these other hork and slits his throat. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, and the other ones are like, oh my God. The other two, one of them is like surprised and kind of considers for a second. The other one immediately is like, oh fuck. And like lunges at Rachel, but she was ready for it. And like shink, uses her shink. foot claw to like puncture his chest. Oh. And then and then and then starts to fight the other one. The, one of them starts throwing the bug boxes like at Rachel, so she's like cutting them Sheep. open as the yeah yeah yeah. Um, uh, Rachel st- st- distinctly feels that she steps on a bug and is <gasps> like, I wonder if that was Jake or Cass or Jake or other Rachel. They deserve I, it. I hope it wasn't because straight up, I want them to know when I murder them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So then the doors shut to the room, and Visser 3 is now outside the room, taunting them with thought speak inside. She runs like a linebacker at Visser 3? Uh, well, the Visser 3 is outside the room. The door is now shut. The okay. door is, yeah. Uh, and Visser 3 is like, ha, 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 we have you. And Mean Rachel's like, I'll fucking kill you. Come in here and fight me. And he's like, no. And then the walls start moving in to crush them. Oh, just a box within a box. The ceiling moving down and one of the walls moving in. An impossible feat if not for alien technology. Of course. (laughs) Both Rachel's demorph to human. Because now they're both in this room and kind of freaking out. Um, uh, Jake is not responding. Mm. And mean Rachel is like, I wonder if I squished it, you know? Uh, the, uh, they figure that the Yerks can't see in here or they would have just rushed in as soon as they saw them morphing into humans. Sure. So, <laughs> me Rachel wants to fight but cannot think of what to do and asks nice Rachel, like, what do you think we should do? And uh, nice Rachel says to us... I was amazed. It was insane. Mean Rachel, psycho killer Rachel, was asking me what to do. But when I even tried to think about it, I couldn't. I mean, I could, but I couldn't think about me doing anything. I could see the possibilities. The Visser thought there was only one of us. He wanted us alive. I could see possibilities, plans, but not for me. However, I could think of Mean Rachel doing them. Mm. So, nice Rachel, thought speaks to Visser 3. And is like, oh, well, you know, these Hork-Bajir blades, she's like, morphs Hork-Bajir. She's like, these Hork-Bajir blades are, like, just about as useful as an Andalite tail blade. And Vista 3 is like, what, are you going to cut yourself out of the room? And she's like, no, but I could cut my own throat, therefore denying you a host body Andalite like you're trying to get, right? Mm. So the door opens, like, 
a dozen Hork-Bajir rush in, and Visser 3 is, like, standing there in the doorway, too. Mean Rachel, meanwhile, as a fly, flies into his ear and, like, gets as deep as possible and then threatens to demorph inside of his head. Yeah, and he's explode like, his head. He's like, that'll kill you. And she's like, it'll kill you, too, motherfucker. Like, you know? <laughs> Uh, so they negotiate passage, safe passage for the Hork-Bajir Rachel and for Visser 3, the one in Visser 3's head, essentially, outside. And then once they do, they, like, peace out. Like, Hork-Bajir Rachel runs off, and then me and Rachel flies out of his ear and flies away. And Visser 3 says to her, next time I'll simply kill you. I won't take any chances. I will just kill you. And Rachel's like, back at you, motherfucker. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So they get away, and then they're like, oh no, Like, I wonder what happened to Jake, did we kill him? And then Jake and Thotspeak is like, no, I'm here. And then a cockroach starts demorphing into Jake. And they're like, the fuck? And uh, he's fine, he had hits to write on Nice Rachel, he stayed quiet so that they would have to figure out that they needed to work together, and that they right. needed each other. They, he convinces them that they do need each other, they, but because they both have to want to like recombine, right? And uh, they point out to us, the anti-morphing ray was not destroyed or dealt with in any way. Oh, man. Okay, right? so it was a, This whole it was mission a... got fucking sidebarred because of all this shit. Failures on failures. Mm-hmm. So they meet up at the barn. Eric the Chi is also there. Um, and essentially, Axe has them acquire each other, the two Rachels. Um, and then as they do, and they're like touching each other and acquiring each other... Eric the Chi shocks them with a massive amount of electricity and Axe tells them to morph into each other as that's happening. And they do, and they sort of meld back together with this energy and with all this stuff. And normal Rachel is back, basically. Wow. Then, I just have this last bit. Are you okay? Cassie asked. Okay. I wanted to cry. I was me again, for whatever that was worth. The coward was in me, the killer too, human and animal. Rachel, do you want to sit down? Maybe talk? Cassie asked. I... I don't know, I said. I'm here for you, Cassie said. I looked up. Tobias, half human, half predator. Our eyes met. Thanks, Cassie, I whispered. But... Tobias? Yeah, let's go, Rachel, he said. The two of you and the two of me. Let's go. The end. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of a wild one. Yeah, and uh, it's more of the fractured psyches of these children. Like, mm -hmm. the only other person is also a person with a broken spirit, if you will, with minds in two different places. And now... Rachel has been forced to confront that like as well. Like experience, yeah, the the parts of you, yeah. And will have, and probably has the memories of both the Rachels, correct? Yes, like, has remembers... memories of all things that just happened, yeah. Oh, that is tough because you have to, she cannot exercise these emotions out of her. She did these things and now yeah. has to live with doing yeah. those things. Well, and... And, you know, in Rachel books, we often get that sense from her of she's like, she's like, I'm turning into a monster. Like, yes. right? like and, and that scares her. It bothers her. And But so now this is kind of like a, she has to not only confront that part of her, but has to accept, like, that is a part of me and I need that to be a part of me. Otherwise, we're all fucked. Right? <laughs> and, and same with the flip side. Like, the part of her that gets scared when she's regular Rachel, she's always like... Ugh. Fuck being scared, right? Right. Uh, but she, like, needs that. 
<laughs> Otherwise, they're all fucked. So, mm. yeah. There were many deaths in this story. God was not involved with this story. Well, yeah. I learned a lot of stuff. Let me share what I've learned with you and everybody. Let's right. go to lessons. Lessons. Okay, first lesson I learned on a field trip, get with the cool mom. They gave all the moms a list of things you're not allowed to do. One of those women doesn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. Find that woman and go throw as many rocks into the ocean as you want to. <laughs> I wrote, it's a hard lesson to learn. And listen, it's coming from the weird guy. Don't be the weird guy in school. It just makes uh. everything so much more difficult. <laughs> uh, I, I learned the lesson. You don't want to mix up a butthole and a mouth. They have very yeah. different functions. You might yeah. think that they're the same. They are not. Be careful. <laughs> I wrote, I learned the lesson that uh, starfish are the ninja stars of the ocean. Uh, they don't see much or hear in, much, but you could use it. In shape only. <laughs> uh, I wrote, murder kids love to murder. It's really a problem. Once sure. you go, once you find out that kid likes to hit things with a shovel, watch out for that watch kid. Watch out for that kid. <laughs> I wrote, you got to keep your emotions in check. It's okay to have emotions, but... There are times and places for things, and if you feel yourself, take a moment, go to yourself, but you got to keep your emotions in check. Yeah. I wrote, roller coasters are the closest thing to feeling like a hawk. You're never going to know what it's like to dive bomb, but guess what? Revenge of Superman might help you do that. Sure. Skydiving, maybe? Yeah, uh, I wrote, uh, postal workers really need a new image consultant. We really gotta, I don't know if going postal is a thing anymore, but they uh, really yeah. gotta do something to fix that image. <laughs> and then I wrote, uh, sadly enough, in 2023, going postal should really just be called, like, going to school or some bullshit, because uh, I feel like postal workers have shed this uh, angry light that they once were in. That was a statement about gun violence. Uh-huh. Uh, I wrote childhood dementia is devastating. Oh, it's no. already devastating in old people, but a young person, I can't even touch it, David. <laughs> is that because their brains were getting foggy? and they? That's correct. Okay. Uh, I wrote, don't be the knife kid. Like, you're going to get in trouble <laughs> when they see all those knives. You brought a butcher block to the fourth grade. That's a no-no. It's also the, the mean Rachel, when she was describing the knives, she knew exactly what each knife was and right like, you know <laughs> well and this leads to my next lesson knife fights escalate quickly maybe yes. don't bring knives to a fight at all yeah yeah uh, I wrote, uh, you gotta keep your barn upkeep so that the good barn is always the main barn. You shouldn't have a good barn and a bad barn. You should have one good barn all the time. <laughs> sure. David, I wrote the lesson, it's okay to cry. Yeah. You don't need to bundle all those emotions. Now, keep them I in know. check. Know when it's okay to cry, but once <laughs> you're there, it's okay to cry. This is something that I'm very familiar with. Uh, I wrote, scythes make a terrible pillow. You're going to hit it on a wrong angle. You're going to fall at some weird time. You don't want to use a scythe as a pillow. A scythe? Yeah, oh. just like Axe's blade. It was, a, sure. it, was, it was cradling under her neck like a fun sure. pillow. Sure. The lesson I learned here is theoretical means not proven. Just because it's a theory does not mean that it is fact, okay? Flat Earth theory is just a theory. We don't know if it's real or not. See, now, we haven't, the science isn't in yet. 
Okay. <laughs> not to undercut you. Sure. But put a put a pin in the thought of oh, if it's theoretical, it's not necessarily true uh, for when we get to the preview of next week. Uh, I wrote the people who did Consumer Reports are like active are like active Yelp users, right? Sure. They're like reviewing shit to like a hundred. I learned that yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I like a lot of. I don't know that there's a lot of like companies or places like that anymore right with the advent of like internet comments and reviews and stuff like i'm just do telling we, do you we need a consumer's digest guide to like i'm just happy know. that they were doing it back in the day when yeah. they were doing it yeah uh i wrote you gotta put your nice hat uh, your nice hat on before going home just because listen you might have a rough day don't bring that shit on me okay like i'm i'm fine you don't need to put all that negativity on me sure I said, uh, proud and smug look similar on a web camera. It's very yeah. difficult yeah. to know where you're going with those things. I wrote, hawks have knife hands. They just have hands filled with knives. They're basically the Edward Scissor hands of the skies. They also have knife mouths. Right, right. Uh, I wrote, if you're stuck between a rock and a hard place, ram it with a car. You'll get somewhere eventually. <laughs> I wrote child heroin for kids by kids. Uh, I wrote bring Why? a. Cause, Why did you write that? Because she was because the dad was worried that she was on child oh, heroin. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wrote uh, bring a car to a knife fight. They're gonna have a <laughs> knife. You can just ram it with a car. Uh, I wrote you got to go to class. I know you don't want to. You've made a commitment. Your education's important. You got to go to class. Sure, yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is a great movie. I don't know about two and three, but number one's a solid flick. I can agree with that. Uh, again, based off of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, big bugs are scary. We're yeah. lucky that they're tiny, but if they were to get any bigger, they would be terrifying. A human-sized proboscis is terrifying. <laughs> uh, I learned the lesson that long-term planning is important. You shouldn't yeah. just go day-to-day. -day. You should really know with what you're doing with your life. Uh, I wrote the lesson, don't be sneaky at an airport. Someone's going to fucking put a gun in your face. You don't want to do that. you got to be a normal human being. This was pre-9-11, so you could get away with a lot more. A little bit more. Like a lot more, apparently. Uh, I wrote that cutlery are weapons that are just given to you at dinner time. So mm -hmm. you should never feel too afraid at a dinner table. You have weapons in front of you all over the place. But so does everyone else at the dinner table. That's right. And that's uh, when it becomes a knife fight. <laughs> uh, Food fights are just like a porn delivery guy. They're only true in TV and movies. They do not happen in real life. Yep. Uh, I wrote the lesson, if you move something, say something. People get <laughs> real mad at you. David knows most people will just come to me and ask where their shit is. I will let you know where I moved it because, yes, I did move it. He's saying that because if he comes over to your house, he immediately starts cleaning your house. I, wrote, I like it. Some people don't like it. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, I wrote, hiding in plain sight is a great hiding spot. They don't know that you're hiding. You can just, like, read a newspaper. Yeah. And then lastly, I learned the lesson that electricity fixes everything. <laughs> like, bringing a body back from the dead or yep. fixing Jamie Foxx's teeth in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Electricity uh -huh. just fixes it. Right, yeah. The end. The end. Those are all the lessons I learned this week. Nice. Well uh, done. Now, I know that this book will have devastating consequences on the children. Unfortunately, we won't feel those consequences till later. What consequences will we learn next time in book 35? 
35. It's book 33. Uh, oh, why did I Why did I think we were on 34? No idea. Uh, I closed my notes. That's why. Let me open my notes back up. Book 33 is called The Illusion. Oh, they're going to go hang out with Matt. Uh, not Matthew McConaughey. Never mind. Edward Norton. Here is the cover. Oh, dope. So it is a hawk turning oh, into an andalite. It's Tobias turning into an Andalite. That's yeah. a no-no. Why are they so the doing inside, that? So the inside cover, you see there are two Andalites like in the woods. Ooh, X gets a friend in the woods! I mean, he already has Tobias in the woods. They like live in the woods together. What was uh, it called? It's called The Illusion. Okay, Now, maybe... I told you to put a pin earlier in the thought of, oh, theoretical doesn't necessarily mean it's happening, right? Um, because in this book we just had, the, the anti-morphing ray was theoretical. They were still testing it. I will tell you, I believe this book, it's no longer theoretical. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What a game changer. Because again, the big secret... It's their one weapon. It's their one weapon against the Yurks. And the kids need to... Keep the illusion. Well, that and oatmeal, I guess. But. Right. Well, listen, let's not get to that heroin oatmeal, okay? We, I've seen the consequences of that. They'll have to hear about what Nickelodeon did with it, but that's for another day. Yeah. Um, the big secret is they can't know that they're human. So I wonder, thank you for the tease, David. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, it's going to get real tricky. But yeah, there we go. Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about, this is just business for the show. This episode right now that you are listening to is, if I have my numbers right, the 199th episode of the show. <laughs> so the next episode will be the 200th. We do not currently <laughs> have a special thing planned for it. I also we, feel we like... We talked about it. We Yeah. What were you I say? don't like this pressure of anniversaries. Why can't we just do the 200th whenever we want? Just label the next episode 201, and then we'll come back to the no. 200th whenever we want. I mean, that want. will be so confusing. Maybe, but probably not. Uh, uh, but next episode will more likely than not be a relatively normal one. We are <laughs> probably going to try to celebrate our 200th. 200 is a lot of episodes uh, at do? some point. Are we going to go to a restaurant well, and record live? Saying, at the table? <laughs> saying it out loud now on the show means we're going to like possibly be committing to things. But last time we had a 100th episode, we gave each other titles for stories and we wrote our own stories. Listen, send your ideas to the email. Let us know what you think. Hit us up at thestorytimepod at gmail.com. Let us know what you'd like for a 200th episode. We'll put our brains together. You put your brains together. And together, we'll make a full Rachel. Yeah, right now, the, the best idea I have right now is that you and I have a knife fight for our 200th episode. But <laughs> well, I think... <laughs> I'm going to bring a Honda Civic to that <laughs> yeah. knife fight, so we'll see what happens. But we'll find out the conclusion, the exciting conclusion of the 200th episode when we figure it out. And <laughs> you'll be hearing it next time uh the one who will be editing that episode furiously well that's david miller and the one who uh pays no heed to the work that goes into the show after we stop recording right now is michael santo how dare you i listened i listened to the first uh, i listened to the first 10 minutes of the last episode i sounded great i just <laughs> wanted to check my mic minutes <laughs> yeah no yeah you know why your mic volume sounds fine because of your amazing ability. <laughs> because I can normalize the audio. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's time for David to start normalizing this audio. So we'll see all you kids and cats next time. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you on the flip side. Okay, okay bye. 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 
that's our show. Thanks for coming round. Don't be sad, no need to frown. We'll have more stories, don't throw a fit. Goodbye, one and all, and we'll see you in a bit. More of this lovely voice can be heard at twitch.tv slash Winry the Whale Shark.